Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Market Bites. I'm Sam. And I'm Josh. And we're here to break down three of the hottest financial events that happened this week, so you can keep your finger on the pulse. Whether you're on your way to work, at the gym, or wherever and whenever you have the time to get updated. So, are you ready? Let's get into it. This podcast is for information and education purposes only and should not be taken as investment advice, a personal recommendation or an offer of or solicitation to buy or sell any financial instruments. This material has been prepared without taking into account any particular investment objectives or financial situation and has not been prepared in accordance with the legal and regulatory requirements to promote independent research. Past performance is not an indication of future results. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Market Bites. I'm Josh Gilbert, a market analyst here at eToro. As usual, a quick reminder to like, share, subscribe, and a reminder just to give us a rating on your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, so we're about to wrap uh, another quarter this year, which uh, feels pretty crazy to say, um, especially as we're heading in to start the last quarter of this year. Those that are long-term Digest and Invest listeners will know what's next, but for those that don't, we start each quarter with a discussion about our latest quarterly survey of retail investors. We have five key highlights to cover, and the best person to join us to cover that is Ben Laidler, our global market strategist. But before we dive into those highlights, uh, Ben, welcome, and can you give us a little bit of background on this survey, what is it? Who are the people asked? Where are they from for those that may not have listened before? Yeah, great. Uh, great to be here. It'd be nice to see the back of the third quarter. It's been pretty miserable. But uh, to, to answer your question, you know, taking the pulse of what retail investors are thinking around the world, that's what this survey you know, is all about. We polled 10,000 investors. Uh, in 13 countries, so US to Australia, you know, across Europe. Um, and, and why do we bother doing this? Well, you know, retail investors are, you know, probably the fastest growing, um, you know, group in financial markets. They're also becoming ever more important. Uh, and, you know, despite all of that, uh, they're still, I think, very misunderstood and not analysed enough, uh, certainly compared to sort of the blizzard of, surveys you have out there on institutional investors so um you know this is our small effort to uh, to try and rebalance that yeah absolutely and it is nice to hear what other retail investors are doing uh compared to as you say that you know that huge wave of of institutional investor surveys as well so into it the the five highlights the first question is what are investors seeing as the biggest risk right now to their portfolios and you know, we covered it last week on the podcast, and there are a few of them right now. There are a few risks to worry about. So is it inflation? Is it China? Is it recession? Is it oil prices, pandemics, geopolitics? What's taking the number one spot? Jesus, that's a long list. You <laughs> make me feel bearish just reading that list. Um, so, you know, local recession risks is the sort of number one. That's the one that sort of surged to become, you know, the greatest perceived threat. By, uh, by by retail investors, so twenty two percent of those polled, you know, have that as their top worry. Um, I guess that's probably not too surprising, right? You know, a lot of Europe uh, is you know in recession or heading for a recession. We've talked a lot about you know China struggling economic recovery. You know, even this sort of Teflon coated U.S. Uh, economy is um, 
uh, you know, beginning to social, show some signs of, of, of slowing down. Um, you know, on the flip side, though, you know, inflation, which, you know, six, nine, 12 months ago was frankly all we were talking about, um, you know, has really been sort of been falling down that list. It's now only the fourth risk. Uh, it's only cited by 13 percent as, you know, the biggest worry. And, you know, I just think that that's interesting sort of reminder. Right. So inflation rates have fallen, you know, across the world pretty consistently. Um, you know, geopolitical risks as well, going further back, you know, there was a point in time, um, you know, a couple of years ago, that was by far the, the top risk. It's now the fifth, um, you know, only cited by 8% as the as, as the big risk. You know, the Ukraine war, unfortunately, is sort of grinding on, but certainly as a driver of markets, it seems to have really faded. Yeah, and I'm going to use your your own quote on yourself here, Ben, as well, to sort of go over some of those risks. And it's there is always something to worry about in markets, and I think that is evident in you know the changes that we see there in uh, in those percentages and what investors are worrying about. So, following on from that, um, have we seen a change in investor confidence? Then, you know, has it? Are we seeing more positivity, or are we seeing more negativity from you know how investors are, are sort of feeling? Yeah, so retail investors, you know, just continuing to hold the course, right, which I think is something we've seen over, you know, consistently in and out, you know, even when markets are sort of selling off and retail investors, you know, focused on the long view and, and sort of sticking to the plan. And again, you know, we're seeing that. So despite these rising recession fears, um, investor sentiment has actually, you know, it's actually higher now, 78% of retail investors confident about their investments. That's up from uh, 71%, you know, still a very high level, you know, last quarter. Um, and those that are looking to invest more uh, are outnumbering those that are looking to cut back by, you know, pretty chunky ratio, sort of four to one. Um, obviously, markets have been a bit stronger. Uh, these economic worst case outcomes, you know, have maybe been avoided so far. Jobs markets are still pretty strong. So you can try and rationalize it, but it's still very good to see. Um, uh, despite this, the best times may still be ahead of us, right? We've had a 20% global stocks rally um, from you know, the lows of, of, of a year ago, but most investors don't think we're in the next bull market yet. That That yeah. is actually only starting next year. So, um, you know, it's all still to play for. Absolutely. And it is an exciting time we've got ahead of us. Um, so I guess looking to maybe more specific areas now. So in terms of of markets, we mentioned there that, you know, we maybe not that investors don't believe we've seen the start of the bull market. You know, what are investors most bullish on? You know, what sticks out from this survey? You know, is is it still the US that's leading the way or, you know, has there been much movement in, in any of the other regions? Yeah, so the US is still the most popular market that may not be a sort of massive surprise 23 percent so nearly a quarter think that's you know has the best prospects you know going forward and you know certainly we've seen you know a lot of that this year with the stock market doing pretty well the economy sort of really hanging in there i think the surprises is maybe what follows you know europe at uh, number two 18 percent and then you know not far behind at 14 emerging markets uh and then china at number 11 uh, certainly those last two, EM and China, have been you know, really big underperformers this year. So uh, retail investors, you know, again, showing themselves to be you know, fairly, fairly contrarian. Uh, you look further down the list, uh, Japan, best performing market in the world this year, you know, um, only preferred by by five percent. So, you know, retail investors, I guess, just like just like the rest of us, you know, don't have a perfect track record. Uh, and then um, I hate to say it, Josh, but Australia pretty much bottom of the list in the investor 
uh, popularity contest and, you know, hasn't performed that well this year. It hasn't. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was sort of a bit of an outlier last year, given its sort of defensive focus, but given the lack of exposure to, to sort of tech, it's easy to see why it does come at the bottom of the list. But, you know, there's uh, there's always time to it to shine over the next couple of years. Um, diving maybe a little bit deeper, Ben, and I think we might find out here why Australia is at the bottom of the list for that moment. But what about sectors? Um, you know, is tech still the favourite? We know it's been, you know, the long-standing favourite of retail investors. Has has much changed there, or is it still is it still the uh, the golden child, if you like? Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, retail investors have just stuck with tech. You know, throughout the 2021, you know, bear market, they stick where they stuck with tech and it's rewarded them this year, right? It's been the big outperformer, um, you know, this year. It's still that favored sector by 15%, you know, of, of investors. Um, so, and, and this sort of unflinching bullishness has, has been rewarded. Now, again, I think this sort of really interesting stuff is a little bit below the surface. Uh, again, investors being contrarian with most of the rest of their picks, you know, banks, which hasn't performed well this year, is the second. You know, favorite pick by by eleven percent, uh, and then real estate, which is pretty much the worst performing you know sector in the market, uh, is the um, you know is favored by by nine percent and is the third favorite. You know, maybe investors are looking ahead to potential interest rate cuts, which could be that catalyst uh, for 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 real estate. But you know, definitely um, you know some contrarian picks there. You know, least popular at the other end of the scale, uh, consumer discretionary stocks, um, which is sort of interesting, right? Because that's where Amazon and Tesla. Uh, sort of sit. So maybe some sort of recessionary fears being reflected there that consumers, you know, are maybe going to be um, not have quite so much spending power, you know, going forward. Um, also, just a you know, quick shout out to investment themes, which we also sort of polled on, you know, renewables uh, holding on to the top spot, despite not performing very well this year. Um, but, you know, rising back, back up the rankings, maybe unsurprisingly, you know, AI, disruptive tech, in that uh, in that second spot um as uh, amongst the you know the most impo- popular investment themes going forward yeah it's surprising you know looking at some of those contrarian views um you know financial services real estate uh, and then also something like consumer discretionary because that is a sector that has performed very well this year but again falling out of favor with those sort of re- recession fears um so Ben, another part of the survey we asked is what asset class are investors most likely to increase their investments to during Q4? So I think this is quite an interesting question as it sort of opens up, you know, those favorite sectors, favorite themes and, and what they're looking at over the next sort of three months. Did we get anything interesting from those results? Anything that surprised you? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, big drum roll, um, you know, crypto came top, um, tight race. But 15%, you know, thought crypto was going to be, you know, the best play, the best asset class to be. Um, you know, as I say, pretty tight race, though. Cash, uh, not far behind, 13%. Maybe not a massive surprise, given that, you know, rates on cash, sort of 5%. I mean, money market funds are some of the highest rates we've seen uh, in, in literally in decades. Um, and behind that, you know, domestic stocks, which is basically the biggest Biggest asset class and has had a decent rally, you know, this year favored by um by by twelve percent. You know, when you dig into it, um, you know, maybe crypto being top is not, you know, as outlandish as as maybe it sounds. It's been still the best performing asset class, you know, out there this year. And you know, as we've talked before on this podcast, there's a number of sort of catalysts coming into view. Whether that's the sort of Bitcoin halving in March next year, 
all these out, outstanding spot ETF applications, you know, with with the regulator. Um, there's also a big demographic split here. This popularity is really, you know, maybe unsurprisingly, been led by the sort of like younger Gen Z and millennial sort of investors. Uh, it also varies a lot by country. If you're looking for the real crypto bulls, uh, they're they're out there in Eastern Europe, Spain, Germany, uh, the Netherlands, and the people that are least positive on crypto or at least favouring other assets. Uh, the UK, for example, you know, heavily favouring cash, 24%. Um, and in the US, it's it's all about it's all about local stocks as the uh, as the favourite asset class. Yeah, I guess it makes sense for US investors to to like their own local stocks. I think they've uh, they've got the pick of a good bunch there. Um, you know, I think something I always like to to sort of find out from this survey is, you know, what is driving retail investors to invest? Because we've seen this flurry of new investors come into the market since 2020. So I think the first question is, are we still seeing retail investors growing? Are we still seeing more coming to market? And if we look at what drives them to invest, is there anything in particular that sticks out to you? It's really quite remarkable. I mean, throughout all these sort of market ups and downs, the number of retail investors has just continued to grow and grow pretty strongly. Um, you know, we can, I think there's a whole bunch of reasons for this. A lot of them pretty structural, right? It's now a lot easier to invest. You know, you have a lot of platforms like this, um, you know, costs are lower. Um, and, you know, we just, we just see that younger generations, you know, just want to take more control of their financial lives. Um, but, you know, putting the numbers on it, 24% of those surveyed only started investing in the last two years. So, you know, that's 25% growth, essentially, in, in, in just two years, uh, led by Eastern Europe, led by women. Um, and if we focus on, you know, the US households, where we get, you know, a lot more granular data, you know, allocations to stocks today are pretty close to near all-time high levels. And they're nearly 50% higher than they've been sort of over the long term. So not only are retail investors more numerous, but they're also more and more important uh, for markets. Uh, and in terms of, you know, why retail and, you know, what retail investors are focused on, they're, they're focused on building wealth for the long term. I mean, it's, it's, it's very focused on, you know, those long term sort of lifestyle, retirement, um, you know, drivers. Um, you know, we actually ask how many are investing for fun. Uh, it's a, it's very, very few. So, you know, it remains very fundamentally long-term driven. I mean, yeah, it would be brilliant just to invest for for fun all the time. But I think there is that, that, that pinnacle focus on maybe trying to retire early and uh, and following the wisdom of, of Mr. Buffett that he's given over the years. Um, ben, we're going to move on to the final highlight of the survey, and it focuses on female investors. Whenever we've done this, we've always found lots of really interesting stats and numbers on female investors. They are growing and they're also doing things differently to their male counterparts. What are the key differences that we're noticing in Q3? Yeah, this is the embarrassing bit, right, for the two blokes that are on this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the number of female investors, you know, it's growing by 28% over the last couple of years. Um, that's more than the 20% of men. So definitely, you know, rebalancing, that's uh, sort of healthy rebalance. Um, but, you know, men and women invest, you know, a little bit differently. Uh, men are more likely to think that they can pick the best stocks and you know, to be active investors. Um, women tend to be, you know, a bit more diversified, a bit more focused on, on, on broader passive investments. Uh, men tend to be a bit more confident in their abilities. Um, when we ask, you know, investors, you know, how much money they think they're going to make in markets over the next sort of 12 months or so. You know, men are always more bullish uh, than than women. 
But, and here's the rub, um, they're quite often wrong. Um, you know, there are numerous academic studies out there that, um, you know, show that this sort of male confidence in investing is not really borne out by the reality. And certainly long term performance of women investors tends to be um, tends to be better than men, unfortunately. Well, that says it all, doesn't it? I think maybe we should just give up our day jobs, Ben. And uh, but look, no, it's it's great to to sort of great get that insight and to to understand that you know a lot more about um, you know what females are sort of doing in markets. And I think just this sort of broader survey is fantastic to to sort of take a look into the mind of the retail investor. And and we're heading into what is going to be a really interesting end of the year with investors keeping an eye on, I think we mentioned it there, crypto as sort of that main asset class as we we sort of head into 2024. And over the next week or so, we will be coming out with uh, our Q3 uh, in-house investment outlook. So a bit of a look to Q4, a bit of a look to 2024, where Ben, myself and Kelly Cox will be sharing the wisdom uh, of what is going to be the end of the year and next year. Uh, as as always, don't forget to head over to the eToro Academy. You'll find guides, videos, and much, much more. Uh, we'll also add the link uh, in the bio to view the full survey. So if you want a bit more of an insight into retail investors, you can do. Uh, ben, thanks as always for joining. Yeah, thanks everyone. Trade safe. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. You have been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, use eToro.com. 